Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O. And also, uh, Aaron. Hello, hi. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be that guy, some guy, some boy. I'm, I am just a boy. Yes, <laughs> they. That is what I am. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Aaron is. Um, if you guys don't know, um, Aaron is one half of the Hey Strangeness podcast, um, which is mm-hmm. I, I have to admit one of my new favorite shows. Um, I, I really, Cute. really like it. I, I think that the humor, I think that if a lot of people like the humor over here, they're really going to like the humor over there. Um, however, I met Aaron because of that great thing that Pat and I are always talking about, that uh, clubhouse situation. Clubhouse, yes. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's been, it's been great and bringing a lot of people together. Um, Aaron is very humble. He insists that he's not as, as great as some of us are, but he's, he's just as good. <laughs> um and uh we actually we got to meet each other physically at, at we did I, I touched i touched you so we that did. Was, not, <laughs> we not were within way. physical space it was awesome it was <laughs> one of the best days <laughs> so you know we got uh we got really drunk it was great we um, did <laughs> <laughs> so, it was good times yes. um but anyway so how, how are you how are you aaron how was your weekend i'll ask you I'm- first well, thank you. I'm fantastic. My weekend was good. I did. Uh, I made another trek down to San Antonio from Austin, which I do more often than I'd care to admit. But it was a good. It was a good trip. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, kind of just took it easy. Other than that, thanks for asking. It was a good sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Pat. Pat, how was your weekend? Uh, mine was uneventful too. Actually, <laughs> you kind of stole my spiel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess the one thing I'll talk about is somebody on Twitter, and I. I wish I had screen grabbed who it was, but somebody had one of the weirdos that I follow. Um, had was reading this book called Judgment of the Nephilim by Ryan Peterson, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting, and just kind of on a whim ordered it on Amazon. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I'd, you know, say what you will about Amazon. This shit was here in two days. So uh, I've been reading that this weekend, and it's very interesting because I know that, like, <laughs> in a in, in this field where very few things are taboo, I love the fact that uh, it's the topic of the Nephilim is, is so taboo. It um, is very taboo, yeah. So, of yeah. course, I have to immerse myself in it. Uh, and it's good. It's It kind of... Um, it comes from the viewpoint that the Nephilim were uh, tools of Satan to try to enact revenge on God for uh, banishing him from the garden. And I guess, it, you know, and, and it uses it uses a lot of biblical scripture, like in how it makes its point and, and kind of like constructs its narrative. Sure. Um, and it uh, says that, you know, when when. Uh, Eve ate from the tree and God found out and was pissed about it. He banished, you know, Satan and, and everybody out of the garden. And something that he said to Satan at the time was that uh, a dis- one of mankind's, dis- you know, you will be at perpetual war with mankind and his descendants will strike out at you and you will ultimately be vanquished by one of them, kind of referring to the coming of Jesus. So that hmm. man, so Satan then convincing the angels to rebel and fall to earth and then pollute mankind's bloodline was Satan uh, waging war against God by trying to taint the DNA of mankind. And that was why the blood, the the great flood happened was uh, trying to 
purify mankind's bloodline once again. And when they talk about Noah being perfect, it wasn't that he was a guy without sin or flaw. It was just that he had the right genealogy. Um, and that's why he was allowed to live. And that's about as far as I got in the book. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's wacky shit, but, um, that's, you know. that, that is, it is interesting, but it, it kind of gives me like, like Hitler vibe. <laughs> yeah, anytime people talk about like eugenics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, pure, pure. Well, Aaron, you know what we're talking about being from Texas and everything. Yeah. Um, so now, are you, I meant to ask, are, were you like actually in, involved with physically building the wall or that was that was just like your neighbors? You know, it's... We got there with sandbags and shit on ladders. The wall, I don't know. You hear about it. I think it's more a state of mind than it is a physical structure. Fair enough. A mental um, wall. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to I don't mean to comment on local politics, but it's it's dumb. Um, it, it is dumb, yeah. <laughs> it is dumb. Uh, most, my mom... Most illegal immigrants come here via plane. Most of them come here via plane, and uh, you mm. can fly over a wall on an airplane. I don't know if people yeah. know that. Well, the border is 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 long. It's very, very long. And if you're going to build one wall that stretches, it's just not feasible. Like, logistically, it's not feasible. You know, it, it's not going to work. My my mom sold Mary Kay uh, as a side job growing up, and we spent many vacations down to whatever fucking jamborees they have in Dallas. And uh, <laughs> Dallas. I, I love Texas. My, my, my best friend lived there for a while. Um, he he went actually graduated from high school there, so he had to do Texas history. And, uh, you know, I, I love Deep Ellum. I love uh, the old 97s and stuff. So if I bust your boss about being from Texas, please don't. Take oh, no, I don't. I don't take it. I don't take it bad at all. I'm not actually from Texas. Um, I'm from Central Florida, but I've been here for about 14 years. <laughs> Dude, I'd stick so, with Texas. Which is even worse. <laughs> I mean, at least then people think you're a cowboy instead of like a gator wrestler. Yeah, I was going to say all the all the all the the Florida cliche, like all the Florida cliches, they're all true like it's all true it's all real stay away from that place that's why many of us go to texas um <laughs> i mean no. yeah listen the, aaron's the guy that drove you know 20 hours just to get away from all of it for a weekend so all of it. <laughs> and it was worth every mile let me tell you every mile <laughs> good old, old appalachians yeah that's a <laughs> but yeah so that was my weekend was just reading that book a lot and uh and that was kind of it that the, the one thing, I, two things I want to pimp though, and, and you had mentioned Clubhouse earlier, is sure. September second. I'm going to be on the Cryptocaster um, Clubhouse thing talking about werewolves and pop culture, which is fucking awesome. Awesome. And, and actually, believe it or not, I got a message from my buddy Derek, who's the director on Torture the Flesh, and he goes, "Hey man, I need you to do me a favor. September fourth, they they want some of us to be on this thing called Clubhouse. Do you know what it is? Can you download it for your phone?" <laughs> I'm fucking familiar. So uh, <laughs> September fourth, there's some we're we're doing. I don't know who he's getting interviewed by. I don't even know if he told me. He was just like, See, "Let me know if you can figure out the app because I need people to go on this with me." Um, but yeah, that Saturday night, I'm doing something else for Torch of the Flesh. So uh, check that okay. out too. I'll pimp that on Twitter. But uh, that sh- that'll be even more interesting. 
because it'll be a bunch of people that don't know how to use their cell phones. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we were all there at one up. point. You know, Clubhouse is pretty user friendly. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah, you think we there's you think they sponsor us? They don't. Um, uh, but but you can if you want to Clubhouse. Um, but why don't they? You, I, you know, that. that's a really good question because I'm pretty sure that we pimp them out more than anybody, and yeah. uh, you know, they definitely should. But um no that's really neat so if you're i mean another reason to join clubhouse um you know it's not just uh the cryptozoology stuff if that's you know what you're into aaron you've got your hey strangeness club over on clubhouse which is all things you know weird (laughs) you know i think people would really uh there's there's something for everybody on there i was on a i was in a room the other night about uh how to make money off of podcasts just just listening um and i don't know it's it seems like every time i'm on there people want to hear what i have to say the one time i got on there i think i've talked about it on i think i've talked about it on this show before um i was in a room talking about how to make pizza from like this world-renowned <laughs> chef and they invited me up to come talk and it was it was so freaking wholesome because everybody all of the cryptozoology people like came to listen to me talk about pizza <laughs> i missed that one <laughs> that's cool a random you know because it tells you when somebody that you follow is talking in rooms or whatever and yeah you know and it was just a ra- i was just i don't know i was like oh what's this room about talking about how to make pizza and i joined and they invited me to come talk and i'm like i don't i don't know anything about making pizza but sure <laughs> <laughs> you know so but no it's, it's a cool it's, platform yeah there's a little bit of everything on there it really is and I, I see the other social media sites trying to uh emulate what they've already done i don't use those i mean uh, honestly i've got a bigger I, i've got a bigger twitter following than anything and uh well i'm pretty sure i have more followers on twitter than i do on facebook anyway it doesn't matter um i don't use theirs they have like like, like twitter has spaces i don't use theirs i don't i, don't I think you need to have a certain amount of followers and stuff before you can do it though on twitter well, it tells me all the time that, uh, you know, oh, join their space, join, you know, and then like I've got a little thing at the top that like wants me and I just never do it. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I should do it. I don't know. And then tell everybody there to come to Clubhouse because like, <laughs> 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 so, anyway, well, all right, everybody have boring weekends. That's OK. I, I had a very I mean, I also had a pretty boring weekend, so I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't do that. I mean, I did stuff, but nothing, I guess nothing of note, uh, but I'm still you know, I've started this big people job and I'm still uh, adjusting to, to that life for now. My training is strenuous, so I spend most of my time doing that. Uh, and then, of course, school just started. So that's been uh, wonderful. It's been an absolute shit show. We had a COVID scare. Uh, my, my kid got sick. Her school. Oh, has my God. No. Yeah, she got sick. Um, the school has no mandates or anything in place at all for these kids. No masking or social distance, anything. I mean, they're just acting like COVID never existed. Well, she got sick, and uh, but her and I both got tested. We're both negative. So most of my weekend was spent just at home because I we didn't know yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but but we're negative, and and that's okay. So here I am. I'm still I'm still here. Um, you know, I know that everybody's disappointed, but that's <laughs> what that you don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah, that I don't have COVID. <laughs> no um, but you're all right no no, no not, not yet stuff. not yet so uh that's that's good but uh you know so that was i mean like i said pretty uneventful myself um but i i did do a um i was talking about on our last week's show i was on a paranormal roundtable talking about the mothman uh part one episode uh it's a two-part episode so part one came out friday night and uh my god people are fucking vicious sometimes let me tell you some of those people just hate my guts <laughs> they just can't stand me and uh 
it's really it's it's just because i i i practice witchcraft like let me tell you why is that a problem there's nobody more hateful in this world than uh bible thumping christians (laughs) that is very true you know it's very true it's wild and so you know i'll say i when i started practicing um i was between the ages of like 12 and 13 and the woman that taught me everything that i know was a christian woman um and then you know i've gone on to kind of network and and meet other people and uh you know i had met somebody else who was a hoodoo um priestess i I guess is what they're called and you know she had always you know told me that the book of psalms is a spell book and you know it's Mm -hmm. and so it's it's just wild to me and there were so many people that you know we're like i can't listen to her she's a terrible she's a terrible guest because she practices witchcraft and of course i shared my mothman my mothman encounter and uh you know a a part of that story is that yeah before i saw the guy we were we ate some edibles so you know i man i was terrible but you know scientifically edibles don't make you marijuana does not make you hallucinate no it does not and i think i think i heard kenzie gleason say once in a clubhouse room like just because i was a little high when i saw something doesn't mean i didn't see it so i'm with you on that absolutely and so you know these people so on top of me being a witch they didn't (laughs) like my mothman story because i was doing the devil's lettuce or whatever and i'm just like wow i mean you know honestly for the most part it was received well but there's some people that just wake up and they just choose to be nasty people and i'm like that's so funny just because i was a little high when i saw something doesn't mean i didn't see it just like every episode of fucking rick and morty that i've watched right (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's okay that i like just name drop somebody but i'm pretty sure she was the one that said something no she's yeah no that's fine she's been on the show i don't think she's gonna mind you know (laughs) (laughs) that son of a bitch right she's like no hey that's me she'll be excited Um, keep my name out your mouth but no i mean so it was it was just really surprising and i mean the crazy thing about it was that uh you know i actually had had said a type of neutral stance and what i had said during the episode was that whatever you want to call these things whether you want to call them aliens or extraterrestrial ultraterrestrial interdimensional whether you want to call them gods or spirits or whatever (coughs) i believe and i do believe that most of these things are the same thing and uh and the host of the show who these are his fans that hate my guts um started cracking on the christians going it's demons everything's demons it's all demons i mean (laughs) he's cracking on them and then they hate me and i'm like what hold on a second so that just goes to show that these type of people um it, it just i mean their credibility you know falls flat because they're too stupid to even realize that the person that they are are fanning over hates them it's <laughs> <laughs> you know? okay you know pick, pick your battles that's what i say so you know yeah. it, it can be tough especially when you have these fringe ideas and you're already like it's not just that you're criticized from like you know normal people that already think you're fucking weird but then you're criticized within the community as well and it's just sad i mean it's really sad which doesn't um, make any sense to me because like aren't we already into stuff that kind of puts us in a minority you know inter- right. interest like, wise interest wise like, like, like we need it from from every side you know and that's you know i guess um but you know that's all i really had to say about it episode uh two hasn't come out yet some people some of those people said that they weren't going to listen but I, I promise i'll probably see their comments uh next they week. will <laughs> they will and uh you know i don't i don't really care because for the most part you know i'm I, I have my own show that that a decent amount of people listen to so hey 
you know, I'm doing all right. But, you know, I just I just wanted to mention that and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, reiterate how, you know, sometimes people are mean, um, but fuck them. So yeah. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. So that's that, that was it. That was my soapbox uh, for the time being. Let's uh, you want to talk about some news? Want to hear about what's going on in the news this week? I would love to. It's pretty cool sure. Stuff. So uh, Nessie is actually fast tracking her way to uh, record breaking sightings for the year of, of 2021. Uh, we are up to 11 sightings so far this year. We just had two sightings back to back in uh, early August. And uh, the record for the number of sightings that, that Nessie has been seen in Loch Ness is uh, 18 back in 2019. Now, these are modern day sightings. So that, that would be the record. Uh, but if we're, if we're already at 11, I mean, that's that's really good news. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, because a couple of years ago, they were saying that Nessie was dead because there wasn't any sightings. So that's I think that's really interesting. Um, there's a website and, and I'll link it down below where you can actually watch a, a webcam live all the time at the lock. Some of the sightings do come from it. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that that was out there. That's very yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a, it's a live feed. It's it's above the water, so it's not under the water. So most most of these sightings are just little black dots. But you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it's a Nessie. So I thought that that was interesting. Uh, twenty twenty saw thirteen sightings of Nessie. So there's that. What do you guys uh? What do you guys think of that? What do you think of Nessie sightings? I've never had one. Me neither. i was kind of a proponent of the nessie is dead idea for a while um just because yeah we 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 had kind of gone a while without any and then i read nessie by nick redfern and now i have all kinds of questions i don't even know i don't even know (laughs) well fair enough no i i you know of course you know nessie's one of my favorite i really like the the aquatic cryptids they're they're yeah you know, top notch for me and so i want there to be a nessie i want there to be a plesiosaur out there somewhere like that would be amazing yeah um is there uh, probably not but i hope that there is and, and i hope that this is it and i hope she's still out there um you know swimming i mean it wouldn't account for why she disappeared for so long and then made a comeback um but well, there's you know, the theory that there are like underwater caves deep in the lock and that maybe she goes into these caves and goes to other bodies of water and then comes back i've heard that one a couple times and the, and you can you can lead, you can the lock does eventually lead out to the ocean you can get to the ocean from the lock um so she can come in and out so i mean it, it, it could be migratory and that's what happens um but yeah so i don't know we'll see as the year goes on um if if we end up breaking those uh record sighting you know those yeah record sightings um same thing kind of is going on with canada which a couple of people kind of wondered in the beginning of the pandemic um canada come to find out they are seeing about they're having about three ufo sightings a day over in canada Wow. Um, from from different areas. Yeah. And uh, it's it's way more than, you know, we're seeing anywhere else or at least reported. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, they're having a lot of it going on. And then they, they're having they had record numbers um, in 2020 compared to and I think like their UFO sightings were up by like 40 something percent, a crazy amount. And, uh, you know, people were wondering that with people not really um, being distracted too much when you don't really have anything but time on your hands to sit outside and watch the sky. Were we going to see more UFO sightings? And the answer to that so far has been yes. Yes, we have. Um, So I don't you know, who knows what that means for everything. But there's the fun piece of news. And, and, you know, it also involves uh, aliens. 
so on uh clubhouse was trying to talk to me um <laughs> so on august 17th um a woman going by uh anjali uh aka her name's actually uh angelia schultz angelia i guess yeah angelia schultz um she went to the lincoln memorial and sat outside and held a press conference saying that uh she's retired defense intelligence officer for u.s military she said that there's a base in a mountain in the mojave desert that she has personally spoken to at least two separate species of alien uh telepathically and that she intends on taking a limited number of reporters scientists and at least one astronaut to this base before the end of the year when was this, this press was, conference this was august 17th this happened and uh, again i'll have the the press conference video i'll have it linked in the description so you guys can watch that oh wow um but yeah those are the claims that she's making um there are a lot of claims now i will note first and foremost she's 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 younger she's a younger lady um but she's she's wheelchair bound and i don't know if that has anything to do with maybe why she's retired um it could uh but you know very interesting she's kind of it's kind of hard to find information about her anywhere um i i read that there was a there was another name there was a previous name found for her which was uh angelia i think it was jones um instead of schultz um uh, but Anjali, she says is what is what the beings call her that um so that's what she's chosen to go by now could she just be some crazy lady who decided to stage this press conference in front of the lincoln memorial sure um but i mean with disclosure and and kind of the state of things and what's going on right now um i, I don't want to write anything off you know i don't want to i don't want to put anything uh you know off on the table and uh we've talked about the uh the arizona base right the the dolce or whatever is that dolce or dulce or whatever it's called yeah um yeah we've talked about that one just a little bit uh i think pat knows more about it than i do but that's the one with the underground uh it was an underground well, base and there was like a fight with a, some marines or something it's yeah in it's in a mesa but um yeah it's it's in the earth it's, it's not necessarily underground because it's above ground but yeah um i don't know she sounds like a crazy person you know i think <laughs> when, <laughs> sorry <laughs> when uh you know why are they gonna come to some rando why you know why would they why would they show up and 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 use this random person as the emissary that's gonna fucking blow the lid off all of this finally? I mean, well, I guess we'll not. According to her, this is all through the government, right? But I mean, come on, like I don't know. We'll we'll see. If I'm wrong, I'll I'll be wrong. I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't I don't think I am though. I mean, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, sure, there's been plenty of pe people that have come forward, all, you know, de actually defense intelligence officers have come forward claiming, you know, making these big claims. Um, so, of course, it's possible that, you know. If, if you ask me, like, what I, th I think it's more likely, this could, okay, this could just be a random crazy person. This could be somebody that is facilitating this communication with aliens. Or she could be a fucking psyop person that's trying to discredit the movement and that's why you're right you sometimes you do see naval intelligent people say some really off the wall shit and should they be believed because they were in the military or does that you know what i mean that just because sure. they have that military connection 
doesn't mean that what they're saying is true. Um, now it also means that maybe they're not lying. Although there's a lot of crazy people that have been in the military. I mean, like it could still go either way. Like, I don't feel like that's a, that's a, um, that solidifies her into one tract. You know what I mean? Um, I think it still could kind of go either, you know, she's crazy or she's fucking with us or she's telling the truth. Right. I mean, that's sure. what you always, that's, that's what you always say, Asher's. I mean, right. steal your line from you. That's that, okay. you know, no, that's fine. There's three types of people. There's the people that are really having these experiences and are telling the truth. There's the people that are knowingly lying to you for whatever reason, be it attention or some other nefarious purpose, or they're people that are just crazy. And they don't know what the fuck they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the fact that she's got a military background, I, I feel like doesn't, nail her into one of those more than the other you know i'd agree with that um you know yeah. definitely we just we, we don't uh we, we don't know you know if 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 it's something or if it's not i mean she's like again she's t saying that she's gonna take this group of people to this base uh you know b before the end of the year and it's already august so <laughs> so she got about four months let's see uh <laughs> right <laughs> Right. Let's, let's see go. What, let's see what she puts out there. But either way, I'll I'll put the press conference uh, in the description as well. Um, you can go check that out. It's a little under an hour and a half long. I did not watch all of it yet. Um, I had just found out about it today, actually. Um, so I'm I'm a little late to the party, but I, I did watch some. I mean, she seemed of sound mind in the beginning. I don't know, if, you know, that continued or not. Um, but. You know, we'll see. I mean, she had other people there. She had like some bodyguard or something there. I mean, it looked, you know, <laughs> official ish, uh, ish. But I'll say this: like, she wasn't standing right at the Lincoln Memorial Monument. Of course not. She was in a wheelchair, dude. That's cold. How can <laughs> you say that? <laughs> Fair dude, enough. Fucking oh, no. Too soon. Man, the cripples after me now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it too, like cripples. Did you just say, did you refer to Americans with disabilities as motherfucking cripples? I'm an, I'm an American with disabilities. I'm allowed. It's it's all right. I'm bringing it back. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. Jesus. <laughs> hey, my anyway. mom's got handicap plates. I'm an ally, you know? That's, right. It's, it's fine. It's I park fine. in those spots all the time with her. <laughs> You're just doing doing your due diligence, um, right. so, but you know, use it or you lose it. You know, uh, that's what they say. Um, no, but but really, um, no, you know, no. She was she was like kind of fur like further away from the monument. It was like in the background. So I'm not. So they didn't like close down the Lincoln Memorial Monument or anything for her to have this little impromptu press conference. And it's just on YouTube. So I, I don't I don't know if it aired anywhere else. You know, she could just be a crazy lady. Um, but again, considering the state of things, I, I definitely don't want to write anything off. I'm not going to sure. say that that's the first time yeah. I've heard claims of similar, you know, beings or, you know, and what have you. Um, so that's, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but what is the crazy, okay, here we go. What is the craziest thing that you've ever, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, Just like a but, wild. Yeah. What is the wildest story that somebody has ever told you? Like face to face, like you met this person, you're talking to them, either it's someone you met at a party or it's someone that wanted to talk to you because of what we do. You know what I mean? But what what is the wildest story that you've ever had um, related to you firsthand? That's a really um, 
well related to what i do for a living because i've heard some wild stuff i don't know i guess i haven't really had a lot um i think uh one of my good friends told me about this weird bug that they had seen one time <laughs> and uh i yeah i mean it sounds wild but this bug i mean it was probably about praying mantis sized um but it had a it had a front that was like a spider and then a back that was like a centipede and it was mm. it was bright 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 green that's horrifying yeah and it's just not anything that i've been able to personally identify or they've been able to personally identify and i don't know if it's just because like bugs really freak me out or like what the deal was but i mean it killed it and that was you know kind of the end of it but as far as like wild claims i don't know i don't think that any of them seem that out there um and then also because i started doing this and then a pandemic hit i haven't really gotten to be physically face to face with a lot of people yet um pertaining to what i do yeah i mean i i I would i would say someone that you talk to over the phone i just mean someone that were like they related it to you personally oh like i read it in a book or some shit oh well uh, you already know the answer to this one what in case people don't know um it was the guy with the with the really big alien penis or whatever um <laughs> that's definitely the <laughs> definitely the weirdest the most bizarre shit i've ever heard in my entire life i mean he was talking about he was going to other planets and stuff having conferences with 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 alien bigfoot and so aaron we uh i had been doing this show for maybe like a, a month or two and uh ashers came to me and said hey i have someone that i want us to interview it's this person that found me on facebook and we have like a, a mutual friend or two so th- they were kind of they weren't like completely one mutual friend and it was somebody right. that i knew in real life yeah sure and th- this guy claims that um he's been in contact with aliens and that he's an abductee and did he say he was a hybrid too or no so yeah basically yeah he's he's a hybrid but that's because every couple of beers he gets abducted and they upgrade his dna so he's the mixture of like six different alien dna's but it's like okay this isn't why i met the guy the reason why i met the guy is because he messaged me he saw that i had that i was a filmmaker on my facebook page and he messaged me and he wanted to know about how he could make money because he had something really special that nobody else had and that was the largest penis on the planet and of course this is 100 real no listen i got a lot of weird people in my inbox i got a lot of weird dudes and even like i'm talking to pat I mean, about it i have like, the world biggest dick i'm sure you know, so, right so i'm like okay this guy just wants me to ask him to send me pictures like that's what it is he, he wants me to be like hey let me see it you know he wants this to is weird. a setup of some kind but then yeah. like he does send me pictures and i shit you not it's real the guy's got the largest penis in the world he sends me pictures he sends me videos he's doing stuff with it it's strange and i'm just like, huh? he's like how can i market this so i start talking to pat because pat knows more about film than i do and pat's like fuck yeah let's record this guy but then i'm like talking to the guy and i'm like well why aren't you in like the guinness book book of world records or whatever you know because i you're nowhere to be found and you definitely do have the largest penis in the world like compared to like what we have on record now yeah it's it's like twi- two times bigger than that thing sure he's like well because i, I did that and when i did that um the cia started hacking my phone and then the government started watching me and i'm like well wait a minute he was like well you know i'm also like an alien and i'm like wait <laughs> what? oh is that all okay 
And then that's when it gets into the alien talk. So we have him come on the show and, uh, you know, talk talk about a story. And this was like a like a month of, of just Pat and I together kind of vetting this guy and, and talking to him. And, I mean, he seemed crazy, but then he would say things that kind of coincided with some of the other reports that I'd gotten from other people. So I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll entertain. If there's a 1% possibility that it exists, I will entertain the idea. I'm not here to tell people that their experiences are wrong. That's sure. not my job. Yeah. Yeah, you know? we don't know. Exactly. So I have we have the guy on the show and, uh, you know, it, it was OK. I mean, he told some really wild out there stories that I, I don't believe. Um, but then like a week after the show's been out, he freaks out and like starts threatening us. And it was just it was crazy. So we took the show down. I have it. I might when I eventually come out with the pay, Patreon, I might put it out there. Um, I was going to ask, where can I hear this? But okay. oh, yeah. we, you know what we should do? We should have someone do like flash animation to it. You know how oh they do gosh. that sometimes with podcasts for like the yeah, animation. dude. It would be, that, it would that, be pretty wild. <laughs> it would that would be the fucking move. And I don't know who I don't know who we'd get to do it. It would probably be cost prohibitive because we'd have to pay the animator. But like, hey, if you're listening to this and you know or you know someone that knows anything about animation. How long is that interview? You think it's like two hours or something, or not even? It, it, it's, it's probably, I don't even think it's that long. Yeah, I mean because we did like pro- a. We could probably chop it up into like five minute segments or something, just the best of. But yeah. I would love to see that animated. It'd be so fucking hysterical. Well, I mean, this this guy is why <laughs> we don't just have a lot of guests on the show all the time, and we're very picky about who we have on. It is. It was the first <laughs> guest we ever had on. It, it was the ultimate cautionary tale. Like yes. you know. <laughs> Everybody yeah. should think about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, we get someone that's a little woo-woo that like, I'm like, oh, we'll just have them on. It'll be fun. And she'll be like, no, 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 Pat. Remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, absolutely not. Guy. Oh, fuck. That's right. Remember yeah. the dick guy. Yeah. And this is, you know, probably. So when people, turn on you. people ask me every time, you know, I'll get that question a lot when I do other shows. Like, you know, what's the craziest thing you've heard? Oh. It's always that guy. And oh, because no. the, the, at the end of the day, he he does i can tell you this right now with 100 percent certainty i can't show you the pictures because i believe in consent and i know that sucks and people hate to hear that but this man had the largest penis on this entire planet i can promise you that he's nuts i mean he's fucking out there he's crazy but <laughs> he's got the largest penis <laughs> on the planet so i don't know hope you're doing i hope you're doing good guy uh you know we talk about you enough but <laughs> you probably don't listen to the show <laughs> Uh, who knows he might um but that's probably the the craziest uh that's probably the craziest story i've ever heard i mean so, so far you know and i've only been doing this for what two years now so we'll see if you can top that <laughs> good luck um but anyway um that guy aside i'm sure other other people i'm sure are familiar but i don't think the newer people are um but but again i might release the episode one day on like patreon or something like that uh we did take it down because of, of multiple reasons the guy was obviously unhinged um you know making threats and whatnot he did live relatively relatively close to me um as a matter of fact i was thinking about meeting him not alone um but because he was saying that he had contact with with these aliens and i'm like well should i go call him out on it okay let's go she um, wanted to touch the world's sure. biggest dick. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Of course. No. <laughs> you would no, take no, a picture no. with the rats around your neck. Probably, <laughs> yeah, at minimum. <laughs> Britney Spears with the python. I mean, yeah, because you could definitely do that with this thing. It was huge. I'm telling you. I, you know, and I will say this, too. She has never, and I, of course, I was like, show me the pictures. She's like, no, I can't do that. 
And, it, you know, obviously he didn't say that I could see him. So I, I have not seen these pictures, but I trust Asher's. And I trust the fact that, like, you know, she was respecting his, his privacy. And he didn't oh, yeah, I story. can't. You know, yeah, I no, 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 no. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. You know, if, if she says that, she, you know, that's journalistic integrity right there. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, for all I know, this guy could have the second biggest one in the world. I mean, let me tell you, the guy was, he took a picture, okay, and he's laying down, all right, and it's, and it's laying across his whole, and it's his whole body, and it goes all the way up to the bridge of his nose. You and know he it's, sucks at the thing. Well, he can't, because the thing is as wide as his face. It's huge. Oh, wow. You can't do anything with it. And, like, we even got into conversations about that because I want to know how it worked logistically. And he's telling me about, like, he, he's really depressed because he can't really, like, go anywhere. Yeah, because how do you, like, function in that he, situation? He, he can't, right. And so I was really, in, I mean, obviously, I was really interested in, in all that stuff. You know, he's like, I can't, you know, when he's like, I like I prefer going out in the wintertime because I can, like, tie it up and, like, tie it to my shoulder and then, like, wear a coat and nobody can see it. But, like, you can see it through my pants. Like, there's no way. You know, you can see it. He's he's never really had sex. But then, like, weird things happen. Like, he claimed that he had a daughter. And it's like, well, if you never really had sex, which I, I believe you couldn't. I mean, I suppose that doesn't mean you can't conceive. Um, but What I, what I want to know is, like, and once again, someone who's who's got a background in photography but has not seen this, is that if something <laughs> is that big and he's sitting there in his, in his trailer taking selfies of it and shit, there's no way he's getting full body shots, and there's no there way are. he's getting full body shots with with that much like clarity, like picture clarity, to where you can see that it's not fake. No, you know what I mean? it definitely. I mean, there were because that's the thing is that so that's how that's what he was doing when he had contacted me was that he was doing shows with his penis because again he used his penis and did things with it like did did, he did all kinds of things he he could do push-ups with it and he could lift things with Wait, it what? and he could do yeah with this huge because it's i mean it's it's about the size of the man's leg for real and okay. you know it's huge and so he would like have people come and he would host these shows and events and things like that so like some of the pictures and videos are from like those events where people are taking pictures and then like it's not like people don't know within his friend group that he's got this really huge dick so it's like other people taking pictures of it you know he's explaining to me kind of how his sex like his his sex life worked and it was very much like um like instead of like well like you know what titty fucking is we couldn't do that but it was like it, it would be like like thigh fucking he would do like that like put him in between girls thighs and you know so because huh. that's he can't penetrate anybody he'll kill them you know so <laughs> You know, Dude, it was just, that's when you uh, become a super villain. Well, no, I don't want to say that because that would be rape. But like, well, well, that's true. Well, and that's what. Yeah. So that's what me and Pat were talking about doing. Was I'm sure there's there's some people out there on the internet that I've seen some do some really impressive things with their body. Surely we could find somebody that would film porn with this guy, and we were going to make tons sure. Of money. You know, but it, it never got that far. We had him on the show to talk about the alien stuff. We wanted to talk about the dick stuff, but he didn't want to really talk about. It, it was weird. It was just weird. Anyway, we we spent way too much time talking about this. <laughs> well, hopefully he's doing okay. Out I hope there. he's well. Yes, uh, I hope he's he's probably on Mars or something. That's what he told yeah. us last time. Uh, so, you know, that's who knows. But anyway, that's not what people yeah. are here for. You you guys don't want to hear about Dick. You want to hear about uh, West Virginia cryptids. That's what. So. <laughs> 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 anyway, and if you want, we both got the first one out of the way, and now we can move on to the West Virginia cryptos. So. 
I mean, we can speculate about their dicks and what they look like if you guys want. Um, but, you know, that's up for debate here. So I'll, I'll just read the room and see how it goes. Um, so anyway, um, Aaron, was this your first? You, you came down, you came for Crypto Bash, right? You came to Morgantown, yes. West Virginia. Yes. Um, was this your first time visiting West Virginia? It was. Yeah, it was the first time uh, I'd ever been to that part of the country. And we I loved it. My wife and I loved it. Beautiful. Oh, good. So you did. You did enjoy it. Very much. Oh, oh yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I happen to really like it. Also. I mean. Uh, you know. I live right across the street from it, basically. Um. But you know. I. I. I really like West Virginia. I mean. We. We kind of rag on it a lot because there's a lot of nothing but it's beautiful because of that there's mountains you know you got the mountains mm-hmm. it's beautiful and you know we kind of we kind of joke um did you guys end up did you make it down to flatwoods did you go with the group down there no we didn't we <sighs> stayed up until three something a.m the that morning <laughs> I, I was there i know you were there <laughs> We um, lost yeah. you at some point. I don't know. You disappeared. I think you went I, to bed. <laughs> I thought we told everybody good night, but then the next morning, someone was like, "Yeah, people were looking for you," and I was like, "I don't even really remember leaving." So I, I, I was, don't know. I was outside talking. I was outside talking to Kinsey and uh, Tyler, Tyler Strand, and um, Tyler. Well, Tyler had come out, and he's like, "Wait, where's Aaron?" <laughs> we're like, what are you talking about he was in the room he's like no he said he was coming down here he, he walked he left the room a minute ago <laughs> like, oh, did i, I say that wow. i guess <laughs> wow <laughs> disappeared. but anyway um you know but uh, other than that but you did go to um point pleasant right you, you did yes. there. and yes. uh how was your experience in uh mothman country it was honestly so cathartic and peaceful mm-hmm. we didn't get there till two in the morning so everything's closed there's That's no really on the street cool. yeah it was really neat there was one guy riding a bicycle with no shoes on smoking a cigarette up and down <laughs> That's yeah, west virginia <laughs> he seemed to be having a great time yeah he didn't bother us we didn't bother him um but no i've wanted to go there for 20 years or so like it, it was really cool it was a very cathartic uh, well, because you've mentioned moment. that before. The Mothman was kind of your introduction into this world of the weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I became interested in it just as, as like a, oh, I was on the internet one day, you know, when I was, I guess, 13, 12, 12, 13, something like that. Um, and then a short time later, you know, they started doing press releases for the Richard Gere movie. So sure. um, it was weird. Like I got into it and all of a sudden it was in the in the mainstream. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of my first... Uh, my first weird case i guess wow yes and you and you got to go there it, it is a um you know i'll say the people are questionable but they're very nice um <laughs> <laughs> they're they all are, asleep they're... i don't know <laughs> except the bicycle guy <laughs> fair enough now we've never really <laughs> run into issues i mean you know we've talked about and i've kind of talked about before how the uh how the town feels about you know the documentary and uh there's a lot of people that aren't too happy about it um I do have one guy who will send me a message every so many months and yell at me about how I'm not a scientist and that they all know that it's just a hoax and I need to just leave it alone. It's really weird, <laughs> really threatening, but he doesn't even, he doesn't live there anymore. Um, but every time I go, like every time I actually go there, um, I haven't had any issues. I, you know, I met a gentleman who wrote a book on the history of West Virginia, just, you know, history in general and uh he's been very helpful he gave me all these maps and all this cool stuff um but i mean people are definitely people don't like the gimmick when they live there is what it seems like which is silly because like i i wish i lived by the mothman statue and yeah. like, I look at it every day 
um but but i understand it, it gets old and then you know we've kind of talked about before how like you know they've got the statue of this thing in the middle of town and for them it's a reminder of a, of a tragedy that happened in the 60s you know rather than oh this is a cool you know fun thing you know so yeah um i i could i could understand it well so understandably so if we're going to talk about west virginia cryptids we'll uh we'll talk about the mothman now everybody here has already heard how i feel about the mothman multiple times and uh if you haven't we've covered it now in two two episodes at least of the podcast um just mothman so i'll, I'll link those uh, as well in the description if you want to revisit them um but aaron what do you think about the mothman i mean it was not an owl um i'll start there it's not an owl Sure. And I don't believe it's a hoax. I don't believe this many people got together to, quote unquote, do a hoax. I, I just, no. Um, I'm fond of the interdimensional spectral theory. You know, there's there's plenty of anecdotes we could cite to kind of back that up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a mutated animal of some kind. There's all kinds of theories going back to the, you know, the TNT area and the contaminants that were present, you know, back in the 60s. Um, ultimately, I... I don't know. And I kind of like just, just landing in the middle and going, it could be any of these things, but like, yeah, if you're going to ask me which one I like the most, I love the interdimensional theory because it literally defied the laws of physics. Like what flies that fast, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially with the wingspan and whatnot, it doesn't biologically, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Makes no Um, sense. Yeah. Because he wasn't terribly tall. I mean, he was, he was about six foot, but you know, that's any, any, you know, male is, you know, for the most part, I mean, some women are even that, you know, it's not like he's, he was crazy tall or anything, but his wingspan wasn't that large either. He would still have to have had like a 30 foot wingspan in order to carry his body and he didn't. Yeah. So, you know, that's just, just that alone doesn't really make much sense. Um, and then. I will I will once again go on record um by by saying I, I'm definitely a Mothman purist. It never looked anything like a moth. And I'm no. so disappointed that everybody thinks even the statue looks like a moth. And I'm like, no, that's not what he looked like though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but okay. Um, you know, they just they called him that as a as a fun little name because of the newspaper. Well, cause somebody described it as looking like Batman. Like the character bat because he looked like a man is what yeah. it was it was just a humanoid um you know that was dark colored some people that see his face kind of describe a, a strange looking they don't really describe as a matter of fact a lot of the eyewitness accounts that i've come across when they when they describe his face um they just describe it as weird they don't really know how to how to describe it um but but sometimes you get the mothman where he, he doesn't have a neck sometimes he does you know and so um it it does change now you know we've kind of talked about i've kind of talked about the discrepancies a lot and 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 what it is obviously i'm leaning more towards the ultra terrestrial side of things um but i I don't want to make this episode too mothman heavy because he he gets enough attention (laughs) it's inevitable you're gonna we're gonna talk about mothman you have to right you you gotta mention them you know but you know like i said everybody's already heard what i have to say and if you want to hear more then you can buy my book next year hopefully in the spring and then see the documentary in the fall of 2022 so excited Um, you know that's <laughs> that's what that's I'm gonna excited. be but it'll be no it'll be great um you know but yeah the mothman if you don't know he was cited a lot in uh the west virginia and ohio areas uh in roughly the year 66 to 67 um there have been sightings outside of that of the mothman in the area um actually there's been sightings even uh very sporadically in the area to, to this day 
Um, but there was a flap of sightings that happened. And then, of course, people think that it's his fault that the bridge collapsed, the Silver Bridge connecting Ohio to West Virginia, um, and then alleged that the sightings kind of ended there. They didn't end there. Um, they continued. The flap continued uh, up through the spring. Um, and then they eventually started to really dwindle down. It's just that everybody was so tied up with the bridge, you know, happening that they didn't really talk about it anymore. So, uh, but that's the gist of the Mothman. Um, but I want to talk about some other things. What other uh, cryptids do you know about, Aaron? Do you know? Uh, man, I was doing a bunch of reading, getting ready to talk tonight. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite fond of the, I hope I say this right, the Ogua, Ogua. Um, okay. He's a he's a big turtle, a very large turtle. Yeah. Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of I don't know. I read different accounts, but hundreds of pounds, like literally a dinosaur. This thing, um, like a bear sized turtle. And one of the first accounts I could find has it actually like eating a kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. A couple of the versions I found it has two heads, so I'm not sure. Not sure what to make of that. But ultimately, it's just a huge turtle, the likes of which has not existed for, you know, as far as we know, many eons on planet sure. Earth. Yeah. How do you spell that? O-G-U-A. I am stealing that. <laughs> what do you mean you're stealing it? <laughs> you're going to steal this turtle? Is that <laughs> No, the idea, the idea for this. Kids? The idea for this. Now, Ashers, would you say that this qualifies as a cryptid? Yes, this I I would qualify this as a cryptid. Yes, okay. I would. We've Perfect. been. I, I'm I won't say anything yet. We won't yeah. Talk about all right. It. I'm all right. My mic's going back up. Please continue. Anyway, <laughs> yes, yeah, this, this 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 I would qualify as a, as a cryptid because this is more of a prehistoric um, type of you know this is kind of like a, a modern day dinosaur. I guess yeah. um, it's not really sighted nowadays though is it this was more of a 17 to 1800s thing I yeah sightings are really really old so you could you could maybe argue that this was some kind of a relic dinosaur that happened to be there and has since died because i couldn't find anything about modern sightings yeah 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 but st- i mean still very cool that something like that uh you know because then we've got other you know so- something that's comparable that more people probably know about is the beast of busco and it's also a giant turtle you know, and so that's hmm. a kind of a more popular one that, like I said, people have probably heard of. Um, but very interesting. Um, you know, one thing I want to say before we kind of get into more details about some of the stuff is that uh, West Virginia um, is has, has a lot of folklore and it's it's kind of considered a, a really magical place. A lot of people don't talk about it. And you'd be surprised considering it's definitely a, a Bible, a Bible Belt area. But Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of unspoken spiritual rules and, and things like that. Um, and turtles are definitely a very, um, you know, symbolistic spiritual kind of totem for a lot of different things. Um, so I, I could see how maybe, uh, you know, maybe some of these sightings were kind of mixed in with uh, just a big ass snapping turtle, you know, with, with some spiritual beliefs tied yeah. into it somehow. Um, you know, but which snapping turtles are very mean and they are very native to the area and you can find some really big ones, but this one's like huge, huge. Like this was like a, a, a big guy, but that, that, no, that's a really fun one. I, uh, I like that one. Um, thanks. Pat, did you have one to share? You, did you just decide to listen to us teach you tonight? Cause we can. No, I'm just listening. Okay. All right. Pat's gonna listen. <laughs> that's totally fine. Totally fine. Um, People have heard me enough. I don't need to fucking be talking every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, another one that um, I, I think is is of note is kind of a twofer. 
Um, it is the uh, the white thing and the uh, sheep squatch. Sheep squatch. Yes. Squatch. Um, so the I'll start off with the sheep squatch. The sheep the sheep squatch. It's kind of hard to say. Um, is is basically like a big. Uh, it's kind of more like a Bigfoot type creature, but it has horns. Yeah. Um, just in the way that they describe it. I mean, it's it's really bulky. It's, you know, anywhere, you know, it's upwards of like 10 feet tall. Um, but it's got this this white fur on it, um, which is why some people believe that it could be related to or it, it could be a white thing. Um, and, and the white things are... Well, I don't I don't know if it's just one. I would say that it's probably multiple um, because it seems to be a type of shapeshifter in a way. Um, but they're typically described as being um, uh, very dog like and very vicious. Um, but their signature is that they are white. What's interesting about the white thing and how I came across it was during my during my Mothman research because there was a sighting of one in 1973 in the TNT area where the Mothman sightings were taking place. And mm. uh, what they had said was that it was bipedal. It sounded like it looked more, um, I guess, dogman-like, more more canine-like. However, it was chasing this family's car, and it was floating uh, during the whole time. So it, it you know, had mm. this weird kind of supernatural, um, you know, type of vibe to it, which which I guess it would, uh, considering, like I said, it's probably a shapeshifter. So, again, there's a lot of people that believe that sheep squatch could just be um, a white thing. Because they uh, the white things appear in a variety of, like, sizes and descriptions from what I've read, if I'm not mistaken. They Right. And it's a big, I mean, it's a big wide range. You're not going to look up a white thing and, and, and see just one depiction of it because there's so many um but like i said a lot of them are a lot of the stories tend to call them more canines uh and and like i said i would probably consider that um west virginia's dog man um hmm. but the signature of course is that they're white they also have black things as well very similar uh very similar stories that uh you know again these weird strange creatures that seem to possess kind of supernatural powers um but again are very vicious and, and not because you know we don't know i guess but we don't have any reports of them actually attacking people um but just kind of the air is very hostile you know you don't want to run into one that's for sure um but but yeah that's kind of where the sh the sheep squatch um you know kind of falls you would think maybe falls in a line there um but yeah i don't know you know and that's just i think because you know, with sheep squatch, they they do seem to kind of possess supernatural abilities, like they appear and disappear, and you know things like that. So it's very interesting. Um, so that's that's my that's my other one. Um, what do you think about the white things or the sheep squatch? What do you know about them? Have you heard about them? Me? Sorry. Yeah, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I was reading up on Sheep Squatch um, over the last couple days just because I knew we were going to talk about, you know, West Virginia cryptids. And I feel like, you know, this guy's pretty cool. He kind of keeps to himself. You don't, like you said, you don't really hear reports of him attacking people. Um, kind of makes me think of the Wampa from Star Wars Empire Strikes yeah. Back. You know, maybe yeah. a, little, a little friendlier because a lot of the accounts I read describe it as having horns, um, but just being really big and covered in white fur and yeah, it also, it seems to tie into the stories of the white things that are these, you know, sort of nondescript white animals that show up in different places and different shapes, but don't really fit within 
you know, the zoological kingdom as we understand them. So it's a fascinating concept, um, you know, especially when you get into like the idea of shapeshifters and maybe things that don't stay in one shape all the time. That's a whole nother rabbit hole in and of itself. But so it's, it's a fascinating idea. Yeah. Sure. No, absolutely. Well, what, what I'm going to continue to do here is just kind of go back and forth. And uh, if, if, if you run out of, of cryptids, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I can take the lead. But do you have another one to share? Um, I mean, took some notes on the veggie man because... Ooh, Pat's excited. This is the whole reason for this episode. <laughs> oh, good. Good. No, it's not. But yeah, please continue. <laughs> I, I had never heard of this one before. And it, it's... It kind of conjured in my mind like images of the flaming carrot comic book character um which i'm <laughs> sure no one here remembers which is fine but uh yeah please enlighten me well he's he's fucking weird it's weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird yeah <laughs> and it's one of the less correlated cases because i i think there was only one sighting right yeah Asher? yeah only only one yeah yeah. So, you know, you can speculate uh, all you want about cases where there's only one sighting and only one witness. But, the, you know, as far as I'm aware, this, this guy stuck to his story. Um, it never really changed. And and basically, correct me if I'm wrong, Asher, but this guy saw a UFO right. uh, come down on the other side of a hill from where he was hunting or fishing or something. Um, this is the, the Cliff Notes version. Sure. And shortly thereafter, he encounters a, a bipedal creature that looks like it's made of plants. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like communicates with him telepathically. Um, and it had flashing, I think it was his, what, red and yellow eyes. Yeah, he and, had like oscillating eyes that were like changing rapidly between between red and yellow. It was yeah, crazy. and it had really big ears too, I think. Um, I probably should have made more detailed notes. But it communicated... <laughs> telepathically and said you need not fear me i wish to communicate i come as a friend we know of you all i come in peace i wish medical assistance i need your help um which what the fuck fine okay, <laughs> okay. but then i guess the thing like and i don't even, i didn't even write down the witness's name but i guess the the creature grabs onto this guy and it's got like suction cup needle things and it starts sucking his blood <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much and and then just and then takes off and then let's go with the guy and, and takes off <laughs> and dips and yeah. basically yeah that was it yeah the the veggie man's like he's 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 seven foot tall is is what the guy said again he looks like very leafy and strange you know and um you know so i guess i guess green brown purple i, I don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and and yeah his his hands as he said that at the ends of, of this thing's fingertips, that had really long fingers, at the end of the fingertips, it had um, suction cups with thorns coming out. And that's what he used to then pierce the guy's skin and, and I guess, sucked his blood. And, yeah. and then he just it was like, okay, bye, and, and kind of left. Now, the guy said that he was really mesmerized by the, um, by, by the rapid eye color, you know, change. And he didn't really feel, he didn't feel fearful but he said that the veggie man took off and uh when he did he he heard the spaceship humming noise and he didn't actually see the the, the ufo take off but he just i guess assumed that it did so yeah um, but that's it and this and it happened um of course during you know the the weird time in west virginia was 1968 i was gonna well. say 68 right yeah yep. right in there 68 in, in fairmont uh west virginia so and and that was it no, nobody's uh 
I've never heard of anything. I've never read of anything that sounds even remotely like this thing, um, you know, ever again. So I don't, uh, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know about the veggie man. <laughs> I want there to be more sightings of this. Like I want there to be something in folklore. It's horrifying. Or right. Something. Yeah. That correlates this thing's potential existence. Cause you can do that with the Mothman. You can do that with werewolves. Like, but I've never heard anything like this. Anything like this. Was, right. And it's like, well, and that was one early, early, early episode uh, back when Ivy was the co-host of the show. Um, huh, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, but when it, when it was myself and Ivy <laughs> doing the show, um, we had talked about doing an episode on like uh, cryptozoological plants and, you know, on like plant urban legend and things like that. And that's when I had heard about it the first time. Um, but there was nothing else like that. You know, there's no other plants that move or anything like that. It was just mostly like studies on fungi and you know because they're you know uh, mushrooms are really strange and uh you know venus flytrap because nobody really knows where it came from um, yeah there's a theory that the venus flytrap came from space john keel wrote about that john Ke- yeah john keel yeah. wrote about it says that the venus flytrap came on a meteor from space um and we don't know that's well that's basically the same thing with mushrooms they really don't make sense for our environment um Mm. but yet they grow here rapidly um but there's no evolutionary line to say where they started or where they came from but it's a really good possibility that it started off as spores from a meteor that came here and now they're here they just happen to do really well um but anyway the vegetable man was you know would have been the uh, or the veggie man vegetable man whatever you want to call him uh he would have been part of that list so uh, but but not as uh, he he never got big notoriety like uh, like this next one we're gonna talk about, which is the uh, the Flatwoods monster, you know. So Braxy, I guess. Good old Braxy. They, they've named her. Um, I love her. She's uh, she you know this was and we did we did do a whole episode on Braxy as well. Um, after I had you know had the pleasure of visiting um Braxton County for the first time. Uh, This happened in 1952, where a couple of young, young lads, young, good, good boys were playing outside and they saw a flash of light in the sky crash into this big patch of land. They decided to go tell their mother about it. They told her another neighborhood boy plus a national guardsman i think that they knew that they were friends with um and then their dog they all went up to go explore what this was that that crashed and when they got up there there was like a pulsating green light that was coming off of the general area um but it would get kind of dark and so they flashed their flashlight and uh that's that's when they saw it this uh 10 foot tall um pure pure uh beauty and and wonderment um i'm just kidding i'm pretty sure they shit their pants and uh <laughs> of course took off for their from their life um but, but no they they saw you know what we now know as as the flatwoods monster um a big it kind of looks like a nun the descriptions kind of looks like a nun um it, but it had these large eyes it seemed to be wearing something some type of of armor which kind of ended up looking like a like a dress of sorts yeah um but big yeah. glowing yellow eyes uh big stick arms and um you know they all they all took off what was weird about this case was that um they all ended up getting very sick afterwards and nobody died or anything but but they got it they got extremely ill um 
actually i keep i keep hearing this and i keep not confirming it every time i talk about it i think the dog did die i'm pretty sure the dog died Ooh. like a week later yeah and uh you know a couple there was some reports of like a mysterious goo left behind but then the local police just said that it was it could have just been oil off of a, somebody's truck that was investigating the area or something um mm. but you know this was kind of a, a one-off event except except it wasn't um 24 hours later about 30 miles away um and i don't know if you've heard of this maybe you've heard me talk about it probably um but it's it's nobody really talks about this um they had the frame town incident and uh with the frame town incident it was a husband and wife and their baby they were driving uh down the road in, in frame town west virginia again it's about 30 miles away from uh where the braxy incident happened mm-hmm. um when they got the car kind of started acting up and so they pulled over to the side of the road husband's working on it but then the family got hit with this overwhelmingly you know sulfuric stench um which i was follow, gonna say wasn't there a smell associated with it too like a burning or a sulfur absolutely, smell absolutely uh, and yeah. it's always sulfur right i mean it always is. always every yeah. time in any of these weird cases it's always sulfur um and you know then they looked off into the distance kind of in the the tree line but they were really overwhelmed with the, with the smell i mean sulfur the sulfur smell is stenchy you know it's not it's not pleasant no it's and, very uh, it's yeah it's terrible and so you know but they looked off into the distance and they saw this thing kind of emerge and um now the top half of it was very kind of reptilian like but the bottom half looked more like well, the bottom half of braxy it was just kind of this dress of armor it was very metallic the whole thing was very metallic um and it just it was very strange so of course they get in the car and then and, and they get the fuck out of there so um so this <laughs> thing was sighted i mean was that the same creature I, you know the thing is is that this was the 1950s it's not like when all those people that saw braxy you know it's not like they went home and like jumped on their twitter or their facebook and they're like oh shit just saw this thing in the woods you know and then a lot of yeah. people saw it you have independent witnesses in a time when information moved relatively slowly at least compared to today and that's exactly. that's worth commenting on yeah right nobody really knew that that you know nobody knew that that incident had happened and surely not just this random family 30 miles away you know how would they know that this even happened and they saw almost the same thing there's a lot of speculation because again the top half looked very different when you look at at at, at the flatwoods monster um i i, I prefer to her as she um i, I was gonna her say she. she's kind of one of the few cryptids we we refer to as she as a she yeah, yeah yeah and you know that's that is right so i i like to think that she's a she um but she's very bulbous you know the head is very round um you know which we we presume i mean it looked like she had a hood on and things like that but still the head itself was very rounded um whereas like the Frametown monster again it was very skinny and reptilian coming out of something what it would it look like so could it have been that it originally the first night was wearing some type of helmet or like it's always thing? looked to me like a suit or a robot or something yeah something like that yeah and very kind of you know very obelisk like it was just strange you know and uh but anyway, i know when so- i was when i was growing up i used to read these um they were like horror cards and uh they were like tops trading cards and i think on one side they would have like uh 
I might be mixing this up, but I know that on one side, maybe they had like horror icons like Freddy and Michael Myers and stuff like that. And on the other side, they would have, sometimes they would have like, uh, stories of, you know, the impossible or whatever. And it would be oh, that's about cool. alien abductions or, or Bigfoot sightings or, you know, the Hopkinsville goblins, shit like that. Right. Hmm. And that was kind of like my first exposure to a lot of these, uh, legends or reports or however you want to characterize them. And I know that like, as a kid, I always had a tendency not to believe the one-off sightings that were never kind of repeated ever again. Kind of like what you talked about with Vegetable Man. Um, where yeah. like somebody, one person on one night saw some crazy shit and then nobody ever saw anything like that ever again. Because if you if you're looking at a larger meta narrative, where did it come from? Where did it go? You know, and and I think that like if you look at like aliens or like cryptids that like reappear, like you can kind of start to piece together a backstory, or or we can kind of you know fill in more of the dots, you know, um, fill in more mm-hmm. blanks, connect the dots, however you want to say it. And when you have these just one-off incidences, like there's too many variables left for me to kind of come up with a narrative in my head and I have a tendency just to dismiss it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't, that's not to say that every, every incident that somebody has that isn't repeated three or four times, isn't necessarily true. Like how do you guys view those? Does, Does it weigh on you at all? If it's never, if it's a creature that's never been seen or heard from again, does that, you know, even if the witness is credible, even if maybe there's multiple witnesses, but still just one event, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it's something that's never been repeated, as far as we know, does that weigh about weigh upon the believability of the story? I mean, as far as like, so think about like, you know, going back to like the Veggie Man, you know, what, what's really interesting about the story and, and similar stories to it when you have these kind of one-off strange creatures is that, you know. He, he mentions that like we know we know you you know we know who you are like basically you know and, and a lot of these things do tend to mention how much they know us um which i think yeah. is very pointed and very very interesting does that mean that i think that the veggie man incident didn't happen uh or did happen I, again one percent possibility if there's a one percent chance i'll entertain the idea um I, I would like to believe that that did happen just because it's so fucking weird that you kind of almost can't make it up. I was going to say, yeah, like if you're talking about a more widely known cryptid that is reported on a lot like Nessie or Bigfoot or the Chupacabra, like I have some incentive to say that, oh, yeah, I saw that, too, because people know what that is. Like it carries right. some weight to it. But if I go around telling people I saw a vegetable monster that sucked my blood with suction cups and hypnotized me with flashing lights like there's no real incentive for me to make that up. Right. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make money off that. So no, no, not at all. Yeah. Because who's this guy? I mean, you know, Aaron doesn't even, you know, you, you mentioned you don't even have the guy's name, you know, nobody I didn't even write guy. it down. <laughs> right. Because nobody gives a shit about that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, but so that just goes to show it's not like you become famous or, you know, it's not like you get anything out of telling these crazy stories, except for people thinking that you're crazy and, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
I just kind of put it back into the unknown category. I have some things that I feel very strongly about that I, you know, with within myself, I know without a doubt exist. Um, and then I have stories that I hear that within myself, I know without a doubt are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got just this weird, which a lot of things fall into, this weird unknown category of things that don't really, you know, there's no evidence for or against, and there's no way to prove it or disprove it or, you know, well, anything I, like that. Yeah, I feel like the the if, if we're to believe the one-off encounters, like if the Vegetable Man thing happened or if the if the flatwood monster story happened um i mean they almost have to be like some kind of dimensional hopping entities that's kind of like the only way uh because there's not necessarily like a ufo sighting that correlates with it right i mean they just kind of like well both of them did have ufo sightings involved. with the vegetable man yeah, that's what he said. He saw this UFO yeah. crash, and, and also with the Flatwoods monster, they saw a flashing thing fall from the sky. I need to stop looking at porn while you guys are talking because I'm <laughs> missing fucking half of this shit. It's <laughs> funny because it's true. It's um, well, it depends what kind of porn. I mean, you might be right where you need to be. It just depends. Blame, blame cute BJ porn. Princess Kimberly. It's all her fault. He's over um, there reading. He's over there reading Mounting the Mothman right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm not reading anything. <laughs> Except, except the fucking tags. Um, uh, no, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you know, there's. I mean, I guess. I guess you try to explain this stuff in terms that still make sense to you, and you keep trying to bring it back to like a language that you understand, right? You right. keep trying to yeah. like take this un unmanageable like bigger than your head can possibly comprehend reality and you keep trying to squeeze it into a jar that you can hold right so we keep mm -hmm. trying to say like oh like well they're aliens but you know there's only so many different alien species because if what if there's an if there's an infinite amount of them and we're just one of you know five billion and at any point in time one of their random spaceships can land and something could walk out that you know there hasn't even been one story of yet you know we're like that's almost like too big and too unbelievable to comprehend we like the idea that there's like recurring races of aliens right like oh they all look like this you know oh they're the grays like you know that seems the most believable um because it's so frequent the only reason it's so frequent is just because other people are saying it you know uh, mm -hmm. it's it's the repetition that breeds familiarity and we're trying to impart familiarity on something that is very unfamiliar that is, is sure. you know, yeah completely fucking alien to us and it's these one-off encounters that i like i said i just kind of instinctually dismissed but the whole nature of what these conversations that we have is to embrace these stories that are kind of not familiar to us that are they're crazy stories of the unknown right and you know it almost seems like there's more to be gained at this point in the conversation to f in focusing on these one-offs instead of just retreading the same ground over and over again you know what sure. i mean well i yeah. mean so i mean if, if i had to compare so let's say i'm comparing the flatwoods monster and the vegetable man and like which one i think probably holds more credibility it would definitely be the flatwoods monster because there were multiple witnesses to right. the one incident and then within a 24, 24 hour period there was another very similar incident i mean there were corroborating stories that made sense but yeah. 
that technically means that it wasn't just a weird one-off incident was it uh it was technically two it just happened over the course of a 24-hour period um but you know at the same time that doesn't mean that i don't necessarily believe the veggie man but if you're talking about these weird interdimensional creatures i have another theory and you know a lot of people that that claim to come in contact with aliens or see aliens or whatever obviously we know what do they see the grays right that's when you think of an alien that's what you think of is the grays and um you know maybe they're not gray maybe they're green but you still think of the same facial structure and things like that but my theory is that it's possible that these interdimensional or um i prefer the term ultra terrestrial i'm a big keelian you know uh that these things can change themselves to appear to us in a way that makes sense and that's familiar but that also still walks the line of fringe so that you know that you saw something without actually um you know seeing what they look like and once grays became mainstream which didn't happen until i think it was like the 1940s is when grays became like a big like an actual oh this is what i saw um but I think that once they became mainstream, then that's how they started presenting themselves to us because it was easier to bite off and chew rather than seeing something like the frame town monster. I mean, look up the frame, the frame town monster. It's horrifying looking. It's fucking scary. Um, you know, pull out your phones and, you know, while you're listening to this, Google a picture of that fucker. It's scary. It is um, very scary. I looked it up while you were talking about it. It's yeah, not it's not pleasant to look no, at. No, you wouldn't. Right. You would not want to see that at all. And, you know, not to mention, again, nobody's ever talked about this thing before. So maybe that thing has shown up before. It's just because it possesses different um, capabilities than we do. Maybe it's presented itself as a gray. It could. Why couldn't it? The frame you know, town monster. The frame. Well, it's the frame town incident is what it's is what it's dubbed. But frame that, like frame 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 like picture frame frame town. All one word frame town monster it's scary looking and i wouldn't want to see that the vegetable man that sounds fucking horrifying <laughs> yeah i don't want to meet that thing sheep squatch like i feel like a sheep squatch sighting would not would not be a bad thing but um i'm good on these other guys yeah. right no thank you yeah well yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's for sure well i don't know i don't know if i'd want to run into a sheep squatch and it's fuzzy so you could i mean it probably, it's probably more pleasant to pet <laughs> I will pet all of them. Um, that's for sure. I don't. I don't care who you are. I don't care what if you're a vegetable man or a sheep even squat. veggie man. Okay, I will pet you. Yes, that's. <laughs> <laughs> this is my open invitation for all the all the you know beings out there. Come come over here, get pets. Um, but <laughs> even the old one. What, Aaron? What do you think? What do you think about these one-off kind of? You know, what what's your what's your take on it? I mean, it's tough because you could you could look at it either way. You could say, yeah, this is something that someone hallucinated uh, or this was like, uh, you know, a, a case of small mass hysteria. I guess you could apply that to the Flatwoods monster if you wanted to. But it, it's again, the de- you said this earlier, Asher, the details are so weird. Like, why make that up? Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like it'd be easier to say, oh, I saw a flying saucer over that hail there. And that's, and, you know, and leave it at that. Right. Yeah. More likely to be believed or at least, you know, less likely to be ridiculed. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth on them. I go back and forth for thinking that, like, yeah, there's nothing to this because it was a one off to. Well, there maybe there really has to be something to be sorry. Maybe there really has to be something to this because it's a one off. It's hard to it's hard to come down on that one sure and you know and it can be difficult because me personally i um you know i have to separate 
myself from my job. This is my job, you know? And I I think that a lot of people tend to forget that, that, you know, especially when you listen to the show and maybe you don't follow all the other things that I do or, you know, I'm not always forthcoming with all of the things that I do because I'm putting them into documentary and book form. Um, But, you know, I think that a lot of people do tend to forget that this is my job. And so therefore, yes, I have my personal opinions about things. But as an investigator, and, and, and I, I say this, and, and I try to make it clear, it's not my job to tell somebody that what they experienced did not happen. Like, that is the last thing that I, that I would want to do. Not only would it ruin the trust that people would have in me and sharing their experiences with me, but I've had some weird shit happen that I can't explain. So I know how it is. And it's simply my job to take these things, you know, and assume that they're real and then try to piece them in and see how they fit. Because, you know, these crazy stories, who knows, one of them might be the missing link to to this. this, Or rather, I, I call it more. It's not exactly a link. It's not linear. I like to refer to it more as a puzzle. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's a piece. It's a, right, a piece of the bigger of the bigger picture, and so you know, at the end of the day, no matter no matter how strange your your experience was, or or how small that you might think it it might have been, um, it, it might be huge. It might be groundbreaking. You know, it it might be the one thing that tips us over from French science into actual science, and that's my goal at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, but again, of course, I have personal opinions about things. Absolutely, I do. But as an investigator. I separate that part of myself in order to entertain the idea of, of these things. So that's what I do. Well, these people saw that they said that they saw a 10 foot, uh, you know, creature, possibly alien because it had a spaceship and it had these glowing yellow eyes. You know, what, what could it have been? Well, first of all, let's rule everything out, you know, scientifically. Some people say that the Flatwoods monster could have been an owl and that's what they saw. I don't think so. <laughs> it's not an owl. I don't think so. Now, owls do this really threatening move uh, where they they stick their butts up in the air and then they kind of stick their face down and they look at you and make these weird noises. And they do that big, scary (laughs) eyes. And, you know, maybe if it was sitting on a tree branch that also happened to look like metallic armor, um, a a metallic armor dress. Okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) Metallic armored tree branch, sure. Right, sure. You know, because that smelled like sulfur. You know, right. That smells like sulfur. You know, sure. You know, but a lot of things would have to really come into place for it to have been an owl, you know, and things like that. Um, so to me, the impossible seems more likely than, than, the, than the possible. Yeah, I was going to say at a certain point, something we don't understand makes more sense than trying to fit into something we do understand. Yeah, Sure, sure. And so, I mean, that, but that's no, that's a really good uh, that. Um, that was a really good point, Pat. That was a really good uh, talking talking piece you had there. Yeah, that, that's what I do. Very insightful. I'm going to go away now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and you, you said something I really like, Asher, because if you take the whole scope of all this strange stuff from, you know, ghosts to cryptids to aliens, and if even one case is unexplainable, it changes everything we know about the nature of reality. And maybe that's, maybe I'm snowballing too much with that, but I, it, it, it just it, it really broadens your perspective for me at the end of the day, looking at sure. all this stuff and going, I can't explain this. I can't fit this inside of what we understand about reality. Sure. So 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to, which I know nobody's going to do it, but I try to tell people, just follow physics for a year. And physics is the science of how the whole world works around us. You know, follow physics for a year and see how much it changes in that year time span. Almost every, it's like every single week there's a new scientific breakthrough that changes the way that we look at the world and know everything and, and how we experience life. And it's true. It's just that most people don't understand those big concepts. They just understand that they they live and they go to work and they come home and they got families and you know they, they, they know those little you know the smaller concepts but they're not looking at like the big picture but the fact of the matter is is the way that we understand the, the way that the world works it changes so often that you know it's just easier to just say that we really don't know how any of this works we really have no idea and and that's it at the end of the day we're just we're in the dark and so once you start kind of picking apart actual science and i hear that a lot well you can't say these things exist there's no scientific evidence and it's like just look at science as a whole and and see how we operate and see how the real science works and then you understand that nothing is impossible because we've we've defied you know we've defied possibilities before and and we've created things out of impossibilities so therefore you know again nothing's impossible um but I, I digress. Um, I've got one more that I want to talk about just because it's a, it's a big one. Um, and, uh, and then I don't know if you had another one that, that you wanted to share before I got to it, but uh, I'll, I'll give you the floor if you no, do. No, I, I had the Ogwa, the Veggie Man, and the Sheep Squatch. Uh, sure. I think we, we covered them pretty well. I knew we'd talk about Mothman. I knew we'd talk about Braxy. Sure. Um, I did write Grafton Monster down here in the in the margins, so that's a fun one. Well, so that was the one I was going to bring up was yeah. the, uh, the Grafton Monster. So it's it's a popular one. Um, and, and I'll kind of mention uh, West Virginia cryptids and how they got so popular after we talk about this one. Um, but the Grafton Monster um, is is very strange. I used to think that it was more like a again like another type of Sasquatch, uh, but it's it's not. It's <laughs> it's really not kind of its own thing yeah yeah it's a big it's a big big guy um typically he's like gray colored right and then it doesn't have fur it has like skin and like typically Mm -hmm. it's like greasy or slicked skin or you know something but he's big and bulky and he doesn't seem to have a head kind of i I guess kind of like the how the people describe them well no because the mothman's got a head he just doesn't have a neck this thing's just like a torso and the face is yeah more inside of the torso which you know if you go back and um i can't think of what they're called right now um this isn't the only instance of of a of a giant bulky creature having a face inside of its chest and stomach area um there are other examples of this dating back through different cultures and different just way different you know multiple um instances of something like this kind of existing um but the grafton monster i think they uh they allegedly caught thermal video of of this thing on mountain monsters which i don't recommend mountain monsters but i know a lot of people watch it that's fine um but allegedly they caught thermal footage of this thing and um i did hear about this yeah what they said was that it was more of a sasquatch but it just kind of tucks its head down so it looks like it's headless but it's not really headless it just kind of tucks the chin down into the chest and uh, hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know why, um, but that's what he does. And maybe he's like folding laundry while he's out there. You know, he's like holding it with his chin, and he's <laughs> <laughs> it's just carrying too many things. He's not really that big and bulky. He's just carrying a bunch of shit. It <laughs> <laughs> could be, um, but yeah, the Grafton monster. I mean, obviously, it's uh, cited a lot around uh, Grafton, West Virginia. Um, a lot of these things do seem to have their kind of uh, little home, but that's. I mean, that's pretty much it there was a string of sightings of it um again of course you know i I bet you can't guess when um it was the 1960s was it the 60s could it be the 60s maybe (laughs) yeah of course it was i mean come on and uh were were there sulfur smells i'm sure i'm sure there was you know probably (laughs) around this thing but um yeah i mean that's that's the gist of of the uh of the grafted monster it's not uh anything people don't really see it much nowadays um but I mentioned kind of in the beginning of this episode how West Virginia is very magical and you'll get that a lot Mm -hmm. when you're around the mountains. Um, But um, you you get that a lot, you know, because you're it's it's very Appalachian, Appalachian. I think it's Appalachian. Appalachian. Oh, man. Danner of Conjure Dust Designs explained this to me and I'm suddenly drawing a blank. Oh no! <laughs> Appalachian. Appalachian. Is it Appalachian or Appalachian? Appalachian. It was something. He he gave us this cool little rhyme. Right. It was something like, "If you say Appalachia, we'll throw an apple at you." Something like that. I'm probably what? getting it wrong. That's adorable. I'm, I'm probably getting it wrong, but it was something like that. He's gonna be so mad. I'm gonna ask him after the show. Um, <laughs> yeah uh no dan danner's a great guy love that guy um but anyway um but yeah specifically through the i'm gonna say appalachians appalachia appalachians i'm sticking appalachia um so through (laughs) through through the um appalachians it's it's a very magical place um because a lot of people believe that mountains hold you know energies and uh things like that and so on top of like all on top of cryptids and aliens and supernatural beings you've also got um very heavy belief in like the fae and Mm -hmm. things like that so a lot of people have different uh one of the most common things that i get uh to be honest with you as far as sightings go are just these disembodied footsteps in the woods and um Hmm. I think our buddy Mothman76 actually had a very similar experience in the woods with just disembodied footsteps. And they, they're they running at you, and then you turn around, and there's nothing there. However, you definitely get the sense of dread. I mean, I would if I had footsteps running towards me, period. <laughs> but Yeah, that's not a pleasant thing to hear. Like, no. Even if, even if you can see all. it. <laughs> right, yeah, no, no thank you. Um, but, you know, but th- that is a heavily reported thing that I get. And then, of course, you know, you've got things like, um, like brownies, which are little, you know, house elves, basically. And, um, halflings. Halflings are a really big thing there. Um, just all kind. they've got all kinds of stuff. But a lot of this kind of exploded into popularity. You know, for one, the Mothman thing exploded into popularity when, when we had the Richard Gere movie, right? Which is, um, personally i don't i'm not a fan i was gonna say i know you're not the biggest proponent i'm, I'm, I'm so against it you know when I, i've watched this movie i've watched it probably about three times now and uh you do you see the mothman in it not 
really know. I mean, you see sketches that people have drawn of what they saw. Um, and then you see little flashes, you know, kind of between frames. But no, you don't. I thought there was like a shot of like when the bridge was collapsing where like you could see the moth like in the background. So as is far that- as I'm aware, there's a shot where one of the suspension wires is coming down and like the angle that they animate because it's clearly like CG, but they animated it to where it's hitting the camera lens, you know, and it blacks out the screen. And there's like a half a second frame where you see some kind of a face or something. Um, oh, I don't. Th- you never get a good look at anything, though. No. Can I well, weigh in on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. No, I. You know what? I, I I've heard a lot of people shit on this movie, and um, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not here to debate how historically accurate it is, and that's sure. said using big fucking air quotes. But uh, <laughs> the way I look at it is like you know, it's like it's like hating on the Twilight movies because they're not an accurate representation of vampires it's like (laughs) i guess yeah you're right but at the same time if it gets chicks into vampires and werewolves then that's kind of cool right you know and and i feel the same thing about the mothman movie is like well you know i don't know about you but that's how i first heard about it and I think there's a lot of people that first heard about it because of that stupid fucking movie. And then they did research on their own and they realized that there's more to the story than that. And yada, yada, yada. And if we took that, if we went back and like wiped that movie out of history, um, it would probably do more harm than good. So, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. I, Richard Gere isn't my cousin. I'm not getting paid to fucking say this. <laughs> But uh, what if he wants to pay us, he can. You know, he you can. can. Well, you can't pay me because I don't draw any income from this That's show. Right. That's right. Yeah, I don't pay child support and coming after fucking this shit. But um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't hate on it. I think it serves its purpose. You know what I mean? And well, it's, I think when, when people get too fucking upset about it, it's like, dude, you know, it's I, like the yeah, vampires playing baseball. Right. Is that the worst thing in the world? Oh, yeah, I don't think so. You're right. Oh, uh oh. I lost. We lost somebody. I think Same. we lost there is definitely a lag with my Matt. mic, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here, as far as I can tell. <laughs> my fan got angry with him and uh, <laughs> picked him out. Um, I'll show this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll say you know before before Pat got uh, got offed by the he got four one one by the Mothman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree with with what he was saying um about uh about the whole thing it's um it it did get people talking about it and i'm not going to yuck anybody's yum that's for sure um but realistically and i think that's the point that's missed about a lot is that it wasn't about the mothman it was about john keel yeah yeah you know but it was more a story about a guy coping with loss the film um, right then it was an accurate depiction of a cryptozoological incident yeah Right, exactly, and and it could, they could have done it. Obviously, they could have done it so much better because it's um, you know reading the Mothman prophecies, and you get to realize how how personal this case was to Keel, and um, and you see it in his other works of, and I think I mentioned it on uh, when I did the Paranormal Roundtable episode. You know, we talked about how um, you know obviously Keel did the Mothman prophecies. He was there. He was living, you know, with these people and amongst yeah. these people, and, and knew in about real it. time. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, and you know so but he had another episode or another episode another book called uh like strange creatures from space and time or something like that yes i have that one good book yeah it's a very good book but like if you go through it it is really good he'll have like a whole chapter on like 
different Sasquatches, right? And then I'll have a whole chapter on like different uh, flying, you know, creatures and things like that. But then he has entire chapters dedicated one to the Mothman and one to Injured Cold. And so it really shows how personal this was to him. Like it yeah. really was its own thing. Um, but, you know, like I said, that's the points kind of missed. Again, it's supposed to be about Keel. And I don't expect it to be a shot for shot about his life. Um, but, you know, a lot of people watch it because they want to hear about the Mothman. We need a really good Mothman movie. And there isn't one, I don't there think. There is one. one. There's one called Mothman. I think it stars Jewel State, if I'm not mistaken. What? <laughs> From Firefly? Yeah, I'm going to have to look this up now. Um, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It's just called Mothman. It came out in 2010. Uh, uh, IMDb has it rated at like a 3.4 out of 10. But yeah, it's starring Jewel State. Um wow and some other people but it still wasn't good apparently not no i've never seen it it doesn't seem to be streaming on oh is it on amazon prime video i know what i'm doing tonight listen Um, but but apparently it wasn't very good i think it's supposed to be a horror movie but yeah there's not like a really good film about this phenomena or about this this concept yeah wow yeah and i agree yeah there's not and um I mean, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. So. Maybe someday, <laughs> maybe you'll make it. <laughs> maybe I will. I will see. Um, it needs to happen. There's no good Mothman representation out there, and mm. uh, that's disappointing. But yeah, um, the reason, you know. So again, going back to why this got popular, anyway. Not just that. Um, another big thing. If you go to like the Mothman Museum and even the Flatwoods Monster Museum, which you can go to, the Flatwoods Monster now also contains a Bigfoot museum right on the same street. So definitely, definitely go if you can. So cool. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is because it got really, really big. West Virginia and its and its monsters got really, really big because of a little game called Fallout seventy six. I was I was hoping you would mention that. I had a footnote about that too. <laughs> I could you can, not. I could you, not. You can see most of these monsters in Fallout 76. You can. <laughs> and you know, I have not I've not have you played it? I've not played it. Not I have played it. it. Um is, is it good? I mean, it's, it's, like it's it. good. I was a big fan of Fallout 4. Um and whenever I play Fallout 76, I just find myself shutting it down and then booting up Fallout 4 again. Um but it's a good game. Like all the same mechanics are there if you like the Fallout franchise. But being able to go and okay, the Mothman's over here, the Flatwoods monster is over here, the Grafton monster's over here, Sheep Squatch is over here. Like you can make your own your own time out of just going around and trying to find all these guys. Sure. Uh, so if you're really into that, then it it makes sense to play something that you know because we don't really have again we don't have a lot of good video games representing cryptids and um, yeah you know that's i'm a little i'm a little suspicious right now so i think because pat says that he's back but like it could he could have just been 411 by the mothman and now it's it's actually the vegetable man in pat's place i was gonna say we don't know it's him yeah yeah we don't uh we're not oh no it's me oh okay good good (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah i i was a I was a real big fan of Fallout 76. I played the shit out of that. Um, we just started talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came back and I, I heard you guys talking about it. I, you know, I, 
took it off my PS4 just because of storage issues. I started doing the Marvel Avengers game, and mm. my my kid has to keep. I share a PS4 with my kid because it's not, you know, I'm not one of those people where everyone's got their own fucking gaming system in this house. So like <laughs> b- between like Fall Guys, which he plays, and then Fortnite, and those updates that just kind of keep compounding and, like, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what I hate you about know. modern day games, yeah. yeah. You remember when We're, games got made and you bought them and that was it? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, I mean, <laughs> I think the PS4 right now has, uh, it has uh, Fortnite, Ghost of Tsushima, Cyberpunk 27.7, um, and then like like that's I don't know maybe one or two other games Tony Hawk one and two like and that's it and th- and we and whenever we beat something it's like all right take it off and now we got to put something else on here so we can get something else right yeah, yeah. and meanwhile yeah. this Fortnite build keeps getting fucking bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and with it be all Fortnite like, it, yeah it, no seriously with it within if a year and I'm sure it'll something will happen before then they'll just delete it and start a new one or something but like if they keep adding on to that game it's gonna take up the whole fucking ps4 and fallout 76 was kind of one of those things too where like yeah it just kind of kept getting bigger and and i wasn't really using the online uh stuff the like the multiplayer stuff i was just kind of like doing it solo um which i like i like the fallout universe enough anyway you know um but yeah, it was definitely cool to see them do the cryptid stuff. I ran into Mothman a lot because that's that was one of yeah. the storylines is like the cult of him. But I don't think I ever ran into any of the other monsters or cryptids. Wow. Well, we were talking about what was in there. There was Mothman and the Flatwoods monster, and uh, um, the Sheep monster. monsters in there. Sheep Squatch was in there. Yeah. Was, was there Vegetable Man? Was he? Did he? Did Veggie Man make it in? Uh, I can't remember, but I'm going to look it up now. Well, also the Flatwoods monster was the direct inspiration to the um, what were the, the one monsters in uh, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Oh my God! Was I it can't... Majora's Mask or was it Ocarina of Time? I could be wrong here. I think they might have been in both. I don't. Remember. They may have been. Yeah, because it was they were the same. Uh, they were the same platform. I mean, they were the same. You know, um, not development, but. You know what I mean? The same thing. Same, yeah, same generation. They were pretty much back to back. Right. The much, I mean, board. not yeah. the same game quite, but but it was in there. Oh, God, no. I played Majora's Mask like once and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I don't think it was I a ever weird played. game. Yeah, that, that kind of gameplay I'm not done where I got to sit down with like a pen and paper and write down what happens at what time. And... I don't really <laughs> I have like, I have this weird anecdote where like every single Legend of Zelda game that I've ever owned, somebody's given to me. And um, I don't, and I, I don't know how I get, especially now that they're worth money and I've got them and I've got like multiple co- different copies of Ocarina of Time somehow. But anyway, um, the first one I played was Ocarina of Time and uh, somebody, when I told somebody at school that I was playing it, he brought his he had a walkthrough for it and he he gave that to me and then he also gave me a copy of majora's mask with the walkthrough and i would not have ever made that game had i not had a guide sitting there but i agree i'm not a big fan of having to uh read my way through a game yeah (laughs) it kind of took the low the roguelike game structure and applied it to zelda which is typically more start to finish linear you know it, it, was, it was a it weird was format very, it was very i mean of course i tried it on my own before i cracked open the book and it was the first time i'd ever seen a video game walkthrough i didn't like i never had nintendo power or anything like that growing up um you know so it I, because we were poor so <laughs> you didn't get, oh. get those extras um but I, I was so thankful that that was the first time i was ever introduced to it because i needed it otherwise i was not i was gonna break that fucking game in half i was so mad <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, but no, the West Virginian cryptos, yeah, they really got, I mean, that's when people just kind of started to realize, wow, West Virginia is really fucking weird, isn't it? And it's a weird place. Yeah. It is. It, it's a very strange, I mean, it's just, Pat, have you ever been there? No. You never have. It's just even the air about it is just different. Like, you know, without seeing the signs or anything like that, you just, you know, when you're in West Virginia because everything just shifts and it's like you're on a different plane of existence, you know? And, and I've traveled other places before and it's not quite like it is when you go to West Virginia. <laughs> it's just strange. Now, I guess the people that live there probably, you know, they don't notice the difference. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's just a very different place. Um, and you know, we, we've talked about these little pockets of high strangeness areas and this is definitely, I mean, it's definitely one of them. I'm glad that I live so close and I'm trying to, uh, you know, kind of investigate the place and, and see what it's about. Not to say that other places don't have weird places cause they do, you know, being in Ohio, we're very weird too. Um, but you know, everybody's got something in, in your respective, you know, areas, states, countries, wherever it is you're listening to the show at. Um, but West Virginia is definitely, uh, uh very unique and it's got a um, high concentration of it for sure. It does. And you know, I just, for me personally, it's well, and like, that's another thing, you know, there's other things about it that people don't, don't know. One of the SETI satellites is in West Virginia. Did you know that? Mm, there's a whole, that. there's a whole town where there's no radio waves exist um, because of the SETI satellite there. And it's just like, huh, well, I guess that would be a really good place to put it now, wouldn't it? Um, but, you know, yeah. and just other things, you know, we had this weird, we ended up creating a theory on one of the weekends that we were there investigating, and it was about Pizza Hut. Um, because they had a lot of Pizza Huts there in West Virginia. And that's weird because, like, you don't really have, like, sit-down Pizza Huts anymore. But they did. <laughs> <laughs> you know so we just thought that like maybe kind of like the mattress factory conspiracy you know there's like mattress factories on every corner and they like do like i don't know human trafficking and money laundering and whatever and that's what they're, they're just a front for it I, maybe that's what pizza hut is in West Virginia. oh i hadn't heard this one but okay yeah i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> i mean we totally <laughs> made it up but it's actually 100 real oh, and okay. um yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> But there is. There's a lot of sit-down pizza huts in West Virginia. You don't see that shit everywhere anymore, you know? know. We did notice a couple when we were driving through, yeah. I I bet you did. There's so many, right? And then we had another one, too, and and it's that. Hold on. Oh, I'll I'll share this one real quick. It's that, uh, and this is not just West Virginia. This is everywhere. Uh, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the chain fast food chicken place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is always, always, always hiring. Always so every time you pass a KFC now, look in the window. You'll see a big hiring sign. Now hiring. And and sure, fast food places hire a lot, but you don't always, always, always see those. And they're big. They're whole cover the whole window. Now hiring. You're gonna see it a lot more right now because I know a lot of these fast food places are being um fucked as they should be because they're not yeah, paying there's people a, and it's pretty significant know. labor shortage. Yeah. Sure. We're not, we won't get into that. Those, you know, they should pay people more. But yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, whole you know, other when, thing. <laughs> right, right. Right there once, with you, but whole other thing. <laughs> right. Once they once they catch up uh, and and they start paying people a live, uh, you know, semi livable wage, um, then start looking at KFCs because they're always looking for people. It's so weird. It's so mm, weird. Be looking Maybe for that now. The one with the secret herbs and spices is people. <laughs> that explains everything. <laughs> explains a lot of things. But yeah, again, so, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. 
<laughs> Again, there's no basis behind this. It's just stuff that we notice while we're driving through West Virginia because there's really nothing else to do but to think about shits. So. <laughs> <laughs> but to look at the mountains and yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're always like, oh my God, look at the mountains. And then like you'll hit a patch and you'll be like, oh, th- that's so pretty. But then like there's a lot of nothing in between. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just trees. <laughs> it's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. You know, vi- visit it. That's for sure. Go go see all the weirdness. Go, you know, take part in the fun and, and the gimmicks and, and stuff like that because it is, it is, it's got a lot to offer. It's got a lot of rich history to it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tell people this all the time. Oh, Pat's leaving and coming and going again. Oh, we lose him again? Bummer. I came back. No, I'm, so I'm, I'm here, but we should uh, So, like I said, I had moved my computer to a different location anyway, in the so, house. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, do you want to tell people where they can they can find you at? And Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Instagram as hey underscore strangeness. Um, and I got a link tree on there that takes you to our podcast on Spotify and Apple and um, we're on YouTube, but I don't really, I don't really do much on there. I just kind of upload extra stuff that we take from time to time. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, Aaron, Aaron does it with his wife, um, Sarah, which is also very mm-hmm. pleasant. Um, I don't know if she's listening, but hi. Um, she's, she's in the background. Yeah, she said hi. <laughs> she's she's the quiet one, but she does you know come out more on the show, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But no, they're they're very they're very new to discussing some of these things. Like I said, some of the humor is great um you know it's thanks no i really like it it's very akin to the show very uh silly but also very good information um so if you guys if you guys like what you hear over there definitely go show them some love and encourage them i know what it's like being a new creator starting out right i mean we all got to start somewhere so um but it was definitely good to have you on um thank you you so fun to be here yeah pat do you have any closing remarks or are you just gonna no aaron thanks for coming disappear out, in the background think no, thanks think... for having me always good to talk to you guys <laughs> absolutely all right well guys with that being said we uh we'll see you back here next wednesday